0: Podcast to honour the gods. This better come with a sacrifice.
1: Dave X Media. Content Capable acknowledges the Indigenous people on the land on which we record this podcast, the Torongrong people. We offer our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Sovereignty was never ceded. Welcome to Content and Capable, a podcast all about trying to find your place in the world. Joining me today is bree Jean. Hi, bree Jean. Hi. How are we? Uh, I am well. Um, for the listeners, who are you? <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I know who you are. We <laughs> <laughs> we we've just had a brief chat. Um, no, I am a. Oh, well, there's so many I, so many titles and stuff. Um, so. Most people would know me from TikTok. Um, I am a smaller creator. I'm no Call Me Chris, but I am, a, I am an Australian content creator um, that specializes more in um, Canberra-sided content and political content and um, com- comedy sort of pop culture stuff. And then I'm also, for my nine to five, I am a real estate agent in Canberra.
1: It's a very busy set of things to be doing all at once. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. It is. It's a very um. I don't have much time off, but um, I've created this. I'm I'm a busy bee, and I'm neurodivergent, so I need to stay busy all the time. Otherwise, I'll mm. I'll combust. So I just like to go two hundred miles an yeah. hour.
1: My mother never never tested me to see if I was neurodivergent. She did test my younger siblings because they were a little bit more crazy than I was, but um. Uh, I always I always tell everyone that, you know, if, if I'm not doing something, I'm bored and I need something to do.
0: That is that is <laughs> a sign. I- that is a sign. Yeah. I, I think the best um, thing that I heard about neurodivergency is that everyone has to pee. But if you have to pee 30 times a day, that's when it becomes a problem and you should be trying to do something to fix it. It's the same as yeah. neurodivergence. If it's, it, and that's the sort of thing I live by. Everyone has elements, but if it's impeding mm. on your life, then that's when you have yeah. to do something about it.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's um, I I can't believe that I haven't spoken to you before <laughs> um, this season of Content and Capable. I've I really am trying to prioritise more Australians on the podcast because it gets <laughs> very like the internet is just very American centric oh, yes. and um, and I it just like bringing more Australians who are proud about being Australians as well and like. Keen to show off, you know, their Australianness or at least you, your your Canberra as yeah. well, which yeah, is like frowned upon liar. within.
0: <laughs> it's a it's an uphill battle, man. It's an uphill yep. battle.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I was like, yes, I I should totally, you know. Totally speak to more Australians, and I can't think of anyone more Australian than Bree at the moment.
0: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's my accent or or what, but thank you so much. <laughs> oh,
1: I think it's definitely of, of all things. I've just I've just moved um, to. A new town in rural Victoria, and I have not lived west of the ranges. Oh right, ever.
0: okay, yeah. So that's um, it's taken a bit. I'm ver-
1: yeah, and I'm very familiar with people from west of the rangers. We go, you know, where I've spent time here. I've just never lived here, yeah. and the I think people are more more Australian west of the rangers. Really. But- yeah, I think they're a little bit more laid back, larrikin-y. Yeah, I can it's- see that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Like, because along the coast, it's just so busy, you know. I- <laughs>
0: well, there's actually studies that have done, and I can't, re- I don't know why I remember this, but it was on ABC, so therefore it has to have an element of truth, right? Yeah. Is that the Australian accent when it starts up north? But it's actually to do with the weather. Our accents are actually determined by have an element because of the weather. So up north, it because it's hotter, because it's more sweaty, the accent actually draws out. a a lot more but when you come south and you get into the cooler weather our accents get quicker and snappier. Um, it yeah. has everything to do with the weather uh, not everything but an element of that Australian accent and that ah uh, is like all do all has an element to do with the weather.
1: I suppose it's like in America and the South where their accents are so much more broad.
0: Uh, yeah, I found myself turning into that when I lived over there. So I found myself actually slipping into, and it was easier to talk to them in in a fake oh, yeah. in a fake American accent. Um, like I worked at a summer camp and then I travelled, and you would ask for something and they wouldn't know what you're what you're saying. So you just put the accent on, and they're like, "Oh, why didn't you say that before?" And I'm like. <laughs> What 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 do you want from what?
1: me? <laughs> yeah. So. No, I, I almost had the same. It was a drinking game. Uh, yep. And for the rest of the round, I had to speak with a southern accent, which then prompted everyone, we were in the state of Virginia at that point. Um, Virginia is to- great, by the
0: way. I loved Virginia oh, yeah, when amazing. I was there. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, everyone around me then also jumped into their their larger southern drawl. <laughs> and it was it was very loud
0: it it's it's very loud i remember partying with some of them and the, and it's just like whoa but apparently they kept comparing me to rebel wilson they would they kept saying like oh you, you sound like Rebel Wilson. You sound so Australian. And then they had like, we had, I think we had about 10 Aussies there. And they were just like, no, you're the most ochre. And I, they didn't know what that word meant. But that's I said, yeah. oh, you mean ochre. And they went, what's ochre? And I was like, it means yeah. like really, not bogan, just like really thick with the accent. And they went, yeah. yeah, you sound like Rebel Wilson. And I was like, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I, I suppose... I, I don't know. I need to watch more Rebel Wilson films. I, I think don't think I do. Point.
0: I think it was just because I was blonde and Australian yeah. and they just don't, didn't really have any other assimilation other than, like, I'm no Margot Robbie, yeah. so the next best thing is Rebel Wilson. Yeah. And I'm sorry, that is a great podium to be on.
1: <laughs> oh, look, if if, if, you're, if someone's being compared to Rebel Wilson, I think we've won as Australians, oh, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so, um, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just now thinking about Rebel Wilson's accent, which I'm tr- trying to ha- find hard to place on the Queensland to Melbourne to South Australia yeah. l- line of Australian she's, accents.
0: She's originally from Sydney, I think. So oh. I think it's more, I think it's more the East Coast um, yeah. sort of southern. With a little
1: bit of Eshé in. With a little bit um. of Eshé.
0: <laughs> God, that Eshé. Ache. The Eshés are in, man. Eshés are on trend.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm loving the fact that Esche's are just uh, a resurgence of Esche culture. Just come to it's- Belcon
0: and Mall. You'll see all the Esche's around, man. Like I think I just- did
1: last time. That was the- <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're prominent out in Belcon and Mall, man. That's oh, their, it's That's great. their stomping ground.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Belcon and Mall... Um, <laughs> um, how did you stumble into advocating to all of Australia and the world that Canberra is actually a good place to be? Jesus, way to
0: put that pressure on. Um, no, I I didn't. I I Prior to the Canberra stuff, I was just, I did this sort of tea thing and it was just like a tea diary sort of thing of the, I just did it because it was funny and people were laughing, like sort of how I was reacting to some of the teas at T2. Tea and then one day, I think one of my friends just went, I think it was that annoying thing that all Canberrans have. It was that whole, oh, today in Canberra. And every Canberran worth their salt who actually like likes living here at least will just go, yeah. like Because it's, again, and I will stipulate it on this podcast now, <laughs> it is not Canberra, it's Parliament House. What yeah. you're referencing is Parliament House. You don't say, like what you'll say is the White House when you're referencing um, DC. You'll say yeah. um, Big Ben when you're referencing London. There's those distinctions, but for some reason in the Australian culture we just reference Canberra and their airport and everyone does it it's not just like conservative media or left. like everyone does it and so I think I just had a fed up day that day and so I, I just filmed it and just went no stuff this so I'm just gonna film um, places around Canberra and then I'll put a voiceover I uploaded it at like midnight because I was just like whatever went to yeah. bed woke up And it was like 13 – at that stage, it was 13,000 people liked it. Um, I had over 200,000 views. I didn't know what to do. And I was just like, ah. And only one friend that I knew of was on TikTok at that time. So, I called her and I was like, I don't know what the flop is happening. She goes, just ride it. And I was like, okay, all right. So, I guess we're going up Mount Cook today because I have no idea what else to do. Uh, So, and then it just bred out this whole advocacy.
1: Yeah. I Look, it's it's a fascinating thing. I've – I'll plug this at the end again Mm. but I've just finished reading the so David Hunt a comedian wrote that whole a whole set of books about uh, Australia's history Uh, and the third book I finished uh, on my road trip down to Victoria uh, in January and it was uh, it's called Gert Nation uh, yeah. and it goes all the way up to about 1904, 1905 ish. Okay. So just, just after Federation, just as the white Australia policy is really coming into effect we love, here in Australia.
0: We, we do not love that, but we love a white Australian. Pol- we do not. No. We do not. Um, that but is the it's bad very part fascinating.
1: Of our yeah. It's very fascinating the anger around Canberra just in general <laughs> at that time. Yeah. And the whole idea of we have to build. Outside of Sydney and Melbourne, and everyone's very upset. You know, the premiers of New South Wales and Victoria are at each other's throats. And I think that that kind of culture of that—you know—we hate Canberra for hating Canberra's sake. Kind yeah, of, yeah, definitely it, into it, it. Yeah, it
0: definitely because we're not bred out. Of, we're bred out of an idea. We're, we're bred out of um, mm. fighting. We're not bred out of the idea of like, oh, we should create an amazing ca- nation capital. We're not built for that. We were built under yeah. the idea of like Melbourne can't melbourne has all the public service sydney has all the beautiful landscape and whatever and they have uh, i don't know i don't think they had much public service up there i know melbourne held the public service at that point and they just could not and they still don't they still fight (laughs) like that's the thing they still fight and um especially covid brought that out more than anything um even queensland jumped in there for a bit and i was like oi Up north, you shush.
1: (laughs) You just shush right now.
0: Um We
1: gotta we gotta rear our ugly heads and and, and our backwards ways for like a hot (laughs) second just to remind everyone how crazy we are.
0: But like here's the thing, and it's just like, yeah, but like Queens, sometimes you guys have good things to say. Like sometimes you guys are just like have a chill perspective, and it's like, yeah, because you have two very busy bodies just going, but that's why Canberra was made, because you guys couldn't stop fighting. And so it just When you narrow it down, everything can be put down into preschool toddler arguments pretty much like oh, that's yeah. that's how life is preschool toddler arguments that people don't know how to deal with
1: so <laughs> exactly uh, i it feels very funny reading and i think this is why it's great to read a, an account from a comedian about australia's yeah. history because it, it, looking back on the to read it. i haven't years, read it yeah. i'm gonna
0: read it after this this that sounds it's a great. series
1: of three books i think if you've got amazon i think it's included for free oh, okay. so Sweet. Um, i do have um, amazon
0: thank you jeff bezos
1: yeah, um, I, I've I've been accidentally paying for Amazon for the last three months. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it was amazing just to see it from a funnier perspective, and then you know on top of it all, learning so much more about like just stuff that they aren't bothered to put in a history curriculum or can't, don't have time to put in a history cur- curriculum. And just going, oh, this is just so much more interesting than, you know, I thought it was going to be. Yeah,
0: and I don't think those primary school visits here are doing any help either. Um, no. They're, they're <laughs> not good. Um, I get it. We all get why they do it. But at the same time, it's the same thing. You go to mm. Parliament House. The War Memorial, uh, hands down, still great. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go every time i will go there. War Memorial. We love a War Memorial. Um, Questacon even. just The only reason people remember Questacon Questacon is because the only fun part of that whole trip. Like yeah. no one else remembers, they remember Parliament, War Memorial, Questacon, maybe that like, um, I, I, Rick out a point, oh my God, I just had a space moment then, uh, Rick at a point where they talk about how Canberra was made. That mm. is the most boring trip I could ever possibly think of. I think no, I think yeah. I think I did it and I live here. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, this is so boring. I haven't been to Parliament House in a decade and I live here.
1: Like last time, last time I went to Parliament House it was about five minutes before the place shut, and the so I was like okay, and I'd been a few years beforehand uh, with the National Youth Science Forum back when they did it in person in Canberra. Yeah, and I was like okay, and I was my brother had never been to Canberra, he'd missed out on the trip, so he was actually quite mad about the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, I'll <laughs> well, take just, him. <laughs> he, did, he he missed comedically, so he um. They used to do it in year 10, and then they swapped it down to, like, year 8. But when they swapped it was the year that he went into year 9. Right. So, he missed the whole thing and was very upset by it. Anyway, we ended up going, and it was five minutes before closing. I was like, okay, the one thing that we need to see here is the Lego Parliament House. That's all you need to see. There's nothing else.
0: I mean it's true. It's true. You now, get to see I, everything in there. I have actually I did actually have to go to Parliament House recently when I was um doing some stuff for the election. I wasn't mm. actually in the election and they were just like doing a pub test and I was part of that. Yeah. But I was just like, "Uh, really? I don't want to be here." It's horrible like,
1: to get to as well. Like, oh, just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like it just driving in there.
0: Like it looks great. Like you know where you are if like if you can see the flag, you know what you're pretty much in the inner north or the inner south um and and stuff, but to actually get inside, I've done formals there. I photograph formals there. Um, it's it's just it's annoying. It's annoying, and it and is. the cops walking around and stuff. It's not it's not as bad as um, uh, the Eiffel Tower oh, the in US. Paris, yeah. Or oh, it's not oh, as bad the- as that, but it's still annoying.
1: Oh wow! Um, I didn't know the Eiffel Towers. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. walk around
0: with AK forty sevens.
1: Oh no, no, thank you. Help. we were terrified enough with the police just walking around, and we got we had gotten lost uh, and mm. couldn't figure out whether how to get into the car park. Yeah, and we do it. We did about two or three laps before we figured it out. Yeah, and we're like shit. The police are going to really be suspicious. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think I left my camera bag down there one time and they actually removed it thinking it was a bomb threat Um, because I I left it on the ground there for a second. And so, it had my expensive camera gear in there and I was just like, where is it? And they're like, oh, we just took it to security. We thought it was a bomb threat. And I was like, okay, that (laughs) sounds normal. Like
1: it also it's just here so here, very so quick- casual, right? You if if they thought that if you, it was another country and they thought it was a bomb threat, you know, there would be thousands of sirens and you know yelling and bits and pieces. Nah, we thought it was a bomb threat, so we took it to security.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was fun, but I'd, I I kind of have like. I, I would love if adults would do a, an updated version of a tour of Canberra and you wouldn't go to any of those places. Like in my head, you'd go like to Benspoke because Benspoke is huge outside of Canberra. It is so mm. big. My sister lives in Newcastle and she's lived in Canberra her whole life but she came back and visited and she goes, can we go to Benspoke? And I was like, <laughs> why? Like, And she went, because it's awesome. And I went, okay. Apparently it's huge in in. Uh, oh, outside wow. of Canberra is Ben Spoke Brewery. So, and then you've got Capital Brewery as well. We do, we
1: have a lot of alcohol. Do a good pub crawl.
0: You I could think... do a fantastic pub crawl, but just do it on a bus. Like, just yeah. do a drive by. We don't need to see inside. Just, oh, look, no. Parliament House, cool. Albo, Albo actually does live in Canberra Canberra in comparison to ScoMo. So he gets props for that. Yeah. But um, he just, could
1: come on the pub crawl with oh, us. Oh, um, I would
0: love it. I would love that. <laughs> do it.
1: Oh, um, that would be so good.
0: He could do that as part of his election campaign.
1: Oh, you, you know, d- there was one campaign with a bus. I forget. I don't know. It might be a UK thing. Someone brought a bus around. Um, oh No, actually, it was this federal election. Someone brought a bus around and it was actually illegal. Oh, it was an ambu- ambulance, I think. Yeah, Right. Yeah, it was actually illegal. Like they done, they done up this ambulance. It's like you can't do that. Like you, it's unroadworthy. You can't drive it anywhere. <laughs> it was great. Um, I love that. But I could definitely see elbows just decking out a bus um, and and going around in that. And yeah. you know, have have like micro. You know, like brewery. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're, they're a bit bigger than micro at this point because Capital Brewery is probably more popular here in Canberra than uh, Ben Spoke. Uh, oh but, yeah, but Ben Spoke has a bigger presence nationally from the sounds of it. Um, then we it, also have- It is
1: fascinating. Yeah.
0: And then we have Canberra Distillery, which create amazing gins. Um, and then we have all the wineries outside. Like we have- the, We actually have distinct winery areas. So, you have the Yass Winery area. Yeah. And then you have the north of that, which is the Lake, jo- like Lake George Winery <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, we have such- I've, call it what you will yes we probably have a lot of alcohol around here but um we have a lot of public servants around here too so we need to take care of them we need to make sure they're okay
1: yeah (laughs) no it is it is fascinating i think as soon as you get west of the great dividing range it is there's way more wineries like i'm i'm living next to a winery right now so rather Glen wineries
0: oh love them
1: yeah uh and you know and then a all the good distilleries. My parents went to Tasmania for a week and came back with an expensive taste in gin. Uh, and we've not been able to drink gin with them ever since.
0: My mother's the same. Don't worry. She's fine. That's why I know about Cambridge. I, I, um, Cambridge Distillery, I think, invited me to a tasting once. And I, I think it was towards Mother's Day. And I just said, yeah. Hey, Mom, <laughs> I've got a plus one. <laughs> I was like, Yes, Mother's Day gift done. Um, so that was great. And mm. I actually, Learned about their slow gin there. But anyway, besides the alcohol. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we could talk about alcohol forever oh, in a day. Could probably, um, yes. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, obviously everything else that you can do in Canberra as well, you know, showcasing... <laughs> I- yeah. Like lovely events and activities and, you know, all the festivals that seem to be coming to Canberra right now. Yeah. Um,
0: so, I'm about to go to Somersault next week, which is great, um, which is just like uh, Angus Julius Stoner headlining that one, which will oh, be nice. great. Um, that'll be at Stage 88. Um, yeah, look, I think the beauty, because obviously Canberra, it doesn't have like beaches or anything like that. So, we've had mm. to get really creative in terms of how we get people to be in the community um so it has meant thinking outside the box um I know they did a we're going back to alcohol but I know they did a gin or they did like a festival on that on the Queen Elizabeth Island at the lake and they made that like a two-day festival like you have to think outside the box here like in terms of um getting people involved um I am of the belief that Canberra is not built for young people it's just not Mm. um it's too far away from everything that you need a car or you need some sort of transport, but it's too close to everything as well. It's this weird mix and our, and um, growing up here, um, I, and so I, on TikTok, obviously I am probably part of the older part of TikTok. Um, I see the teenagers go, Canberra's so bad and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, yeah, true. Like I have no, I have no disagreements there. Uh, Yeah. You can't, you, growing up here is really, really tough. But the minute, it's like the minute you hit 18, mm. all these doors open up. Like, And you're like, yeah. oh, I get it. Like, I just get it. Yeah. Uh, but it really does suck that the, Can- that the Canberra community doesn't really support younger people better. Because... I'm
1: guessing it's this nationwide assumption that, you know, because you've got all the... All the embassies and you know all the public servants and yeah. that that's the core function of Canberra. That there's a forgetting that you know there are families here with yeah. children and yeah. things you know it's to safe. be able to do. Families yeah. come
0: here because it's safe. It's like it it's very small. It's it's manageable. You mm. can get anywhere within twenty five minutes. Um yeah. that's why families come here. But I think what's also important is that people think the age demographic here is like a lot older. The reason we have all these things, the age demographic in Canberra is like 18, the, our biggest age range is 18 to 35.
1: Oh, I like, wouldn't be surprised at like, all.
0: So, <laughs> when people go, oh, only old people live there. I'm like, no. 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 they all go up north once they've retired. Like, they leave. Um, and we have the public service churning so many grads out that, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> I think it's- there is that forgetting that, you know, there's this assumption that the public service, everyone's old in the public service.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there are, so- some, there are some people in there. Absolutely. There yeah. are some people that you're like, really, Helen, you're still here after 30 years. Really? And you can't give her a voluntary redundancy because her voluntary redundancy will be over $200,000. So <laughs> it
1: should <you> just- <laughs> be whatever whatever the, the super super was, you <laughs> the know. CS-
0: don't even get me started about the super <laughs> of the public service. <laughs> I had to learn all about that. It was it was a whole thing. No, it's called the CSS, um, best super yeah. scheme out there that has since stopped. Then you had the PWSDB, oh, and that was great too. And then you have what we have, which is the PWSAP. I'm not a public servant, but because I used to be, I still have their super. So oh wow, I can, you can. They only recently did this where you can third party contribute now. You used to not be able to do it. So technically, I still have a little bit of public servant in me because I'm still using ah. their super fund. <laughs>
1: Come on, it's a superior super fund. <laughs> it's
0: a superior super fund, man. I don't know what they put my money into, but I just, I don't know. I just rolled it all into there and I just went, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. No,
1: I feel you on that one. They, My family got very excited when there was a possibility of me working for the ABC in the last oh. year. Um, and they're like, you'll be on the amazing super, you know, da- and my father's like, you know, we've just changed it. Dad changed all his super and everything when he refinanced everything a couple of years ago and was like, I don't even want to think about the your super because it'll just make me depressed and like I've changed mine <laughs> I- for the better. And it's not even close.
0: I believe it's 15.9%. I believe. Oh, it's ri- yeah, um, it's ridiculous. But the education sector, though, is more. The education, the education industry is more, um, at least in the university level. I know. Um, I think they're up to seventeen percent um, uh. super contribution. But no, the public service contribution is fantastic, um, and I can't believe I'm as as an adult I am willingly talking about super but please contribute to your super um you you will thank us later um i used to work in payroll so as well so like we'd always Uh, get that sort of stuff being like super tax i learned so much about that that i'm now like i sound boring but i sound informed
1: (laughs) i i worked for about nine months in um uh for what do you call it not workers rights kind of workers rights well. union ad- adjacent mm-hmm. stuff yep. um and going through industrial disputes and everything <laughs> the Ew. amount that i learned about in, in like industrial relations law in the nine months has been like so much more beneficial i read through my friends like contracts to i do figure too. out the dodgy stuff I yeah i do
0: too um, i have my friends come up to me and ask me to read their contracts and um i do not offer advice i want to make that very clear but mm-hmm. it's like because they do speak a different language it's a it's, yeah and so do the public service in a they speak an entirely different language and so it's like almost as if you're a translator <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're just like okay this is what this means and they're like Oh, and I'm, why do they write it like that? They write it like that because they want to make sure yeah. that everything's airtight, that nothing can yeah. be dis- disputed in a way. Um, so, yeah. The but-
1: best part is my brothers who will refuse to ask for my help. And I'll ask them, oh, you know, what's your leave entitlements? Trying to figure out, you know, how much time they've got off to sort. And <laughs> no, that- my, br- <laughs> my brother who's just done an apprenticeship has gone. I don't think I have leave and, and I'm like oh poor baby me starting my first full-time job with six weeks leave
0: Uh I I was shocked when I first started because my my first office job was the public service it was the department yeah. of shared services um ooh. and um, if you if you ever meet anyone from the department of shared services all of us would just collectively go oh like it was it was a hard slog um but I, I just remember that. losing my nana about the fact I got paid on public holidays I lost it. I was like, because I worked in hospo, I'd done yeah. all that, and so like, yeah, you get paid on public. I was like, even if we don't work, and they're like, yes, and I was like, oh, oh my god, it was the best day.
1: I figured out <laughs> leave loading the other day, oh. and I was like, shit, yes, I'll be paid more to go on holiday. <laughs> <Yes."> <laughs>
0: this is great. I found out. Yeah, I found out about the everything, and um. It, it, Payroll is a little bit of a pervy thing as well. Yeah. But what it does set you up to do because after you get out of the after I got out of the payroll thing, I thought it was completely normal to talk about salary, talk about leave, talk about mm, all those sort of yeah. things. And then you get into the direct world of the office and um you do not talk about your salaries. And I'm like No. Oh, is this is this not normal? Do we not? openly have discussions about this but then i do remember we used to get pushed off into the side and locked in a room so that we could openly discuss <laughs> salaries yeah. and stuff like that with other people so uh, yeah it was a bit of a, it was a bit of
1: an adjustment the whole the other one the other one that i found very strange is not telling people how much you're being charged for rent oh um,
0: yeah okay
1: and that, like again I- that doesn't
0: work with me i'm in real estate now <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it, I am, like, so transparent, like, I, I won't say it online, but, you know, if, yeah. if someone was chatting to me in person, yeah. I'm more than happy to tell them yeah. what I'm being paid, or what I'm paying my landlord in rent. Yeah. But, you know, it, other people are like, on Friday, someone asked me as if it was some sort of taboo topic. I'm like, <laughs> ah, this is just how much I've been charged in rent. Like,
0: It's just the whole money idea. Money, yeah. Talking about money is a very sort of taboo sort of thing, and... Canberra, I don't think, sets us up very well for that. I think I said the other day that there's this rule that you don't talk about politics at the dinner table and um, yeah. I have never followed that rule in my life because of where <laughs> I grow up. <laughs> so, I, my grandfather actually enjoys pissing me off at the dinner table when we talk about politics. He'll just say the most roguest stuff... <sighs> And my parents have to be like, his age, Brianna, I was like, I don't care if he's 90. Like, I will end him. (laughs) Like, like, I love it. Like, I don't care. He's still breathing. That counts. Like, (laughs) it's just, but. Um, No, I think talking about money, talking about um, politics, talking about religion, all those sort of things, I actually enjoy Mm -hmm. talking about those things because they actually promote more honest conversations and they they actually get you guys. Like the reason they're taboo or even sex even, the reason they're taboo is because people feel self-conscious about it. But the minute you actually bring it to the forefront and then you realize you're not the strange one, it actually helps you contextualize everything and actually process things for you.
1: Or, you know, if someone has, like, a different viewpoint that, I don't know, colloquially is, is considered as bad or, you know, really weird or something. Yeah. And you you walk through that thing or that person knowing you then knows that you have that viewpoint or, yeah. you know, d- does that thing. They can kind of go, well, maybe this is a bit more normal or a little bit more justified than I thought it was.
0: Yeah, you know? absolutely. Especially in Canberra. Like, you, you get so many different viewpoints on everything. I, I know we're considered a labour seat and I know we're considered mm. more... more Literally, we were talking about this last night with my mate, and Canberra is considered a very open um, sort of territory. Yeah. Uh, we are like we had the highest yes vote in Australia um, and that sort of thing. We like to be perceived as being very liberal, uh, but we are still conservative in terms of mm. like, um, in, like I don't know, it's we're a weird mix between liberal and conservative. And I think that is due to the fact that Canberra is it's a Ngunnawal word. So for the Ngunnawal people that live in, this space. It's yeah. Canberra means meeting place. So um, it's just, it's kind of all these views being mashed into this sort of libertarian conservative town. Yeah. And it can get, it's very weird. It's very weird if you live here and if, and if you're part of the LGBTQ uh, community and stuff, it, it's a very weird mix sometimes and it's very hard to navigate.
1: I, I find it similar to, like, the centre of Brisbane, where, you know, all three seats federally yeah. flip to the Greens, which are beyond Labour. And I know that there are, you know, so many rednecks still, you know, within the Brisbane itself, yeah. you know, so many really conservative people. And yet we have three Greens representatives federally yeah, for the three that was central seats.
0: That was awesome when I saw that on the election night. Oh, God, I am Canberran. But when... Um- <laughs> no, no, no.
1: I was I was up till about 2 a.m. that night. My was brother was up later.
0: I, was not a, I went to bed at, I think, at like 10. I was like, oh, we're fine.
1: <laughs> we were we were listening to Albo's speech and I, I've never... Never admitted this before, but my, the newsroom ad that I worked at yeah. still—we well, were working in radio—was uh, still talks about it. There, when Albo gave his speech, about five seconds in, I type a note on my phone, blow it up, and put it to the the window of the studio. Um, to the people who were listening, in, who were in studio at that point, and it, it's written, it's still saved on my phone. He's drunk, right? Because he sounded drunk uh, to me at that point after working for sixteen hours straight.
0: I think you might have been a bit sleep deprived and maybe drunk as well.
1: <laughs> oh, well definitely sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> Not drunk. We were working. We were working. No drinking. Um, but I, it was so fascinating to. It is always fascinating to sit there and watch all that stuff happen. And, um, I don't know, I, I always love, I don't know, I, I'm, a, I'm a stats nerd, yep. first and foremost. Yep. So, I'll take, you know, I'll take an election every day. It's uber mega stats. <gasps>
0: I just love how intense the graphs and everything go, like how he has the screens and the projections. I'm like, far out. Like, they put so much effort into this and they get that one guy every four years to come (laughs) out and he gets it right pretty much every time. And I'm like, it's like an Olympics for political nerds. I love it.
1: um, and then like whenever there's an international election I, I follow Anthony Green on uh, in on Twitter I think yes and back when Twitter wasn't a cesspit. And, <laughs> a cess- um, it was
0: a cesspit it's just more of a swamp yeah
1: yeah now. <laughs> now, yeah so it's more it's becoming more Floridian day by day yeah <laughs> Um, but um, he would he would be answer like just answering all the dumbest questions and like having to explain that you know not every voting system is the same outside of Australia. I'm like, are we turning into the Americans here? Like, uh,
0: no, um, oh, I think we we're, we're definitely influenced, but yeah. no, I think I think we no. enjoy it too much. I think we enjoy being rascals
1: too oh, much. And the Australian Electoral Commission on Twitter through the campaign were on fire. They were
0: great. This is like. But i love them but this is also why tiktok wouldn't work for the public service and this is yeah. why because like you need someone who's just gonna spit fire and just mm. not care at yeah. all and there are too many cooks in the kitchen in the public service <laughs> yeah. to be able to make that happen <laughs> um there'll be one there her name's helen and she'll be like mm, no that makes us look bad it's like that's the point helen <laughs> Like, we're not perfect.
1: <laughs> someone someone was explaining, and it's fairly obvious when you've worked with a brand before, but, like, why it takes forever to jump on a TikTok trend as a brand. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because you've gone through, like, seven sets of people who've all made their own edits and own suggestions and I'm denied about it. And- yeah,
0: it, it's ultimately... And when they do do the trend, though, they usually just give it to the Gen Zer, expecting yeah. them to know exactly what to do. And the thing is, there is... I, I call them the absorbers or the creators. You're either absorbing mm. the content or you're making the content. And you can be both, but you've gotta have a you got to have a passion for it at the same time. Yeah. And just giving it to a Gen Zer who might not want to do that, just expecting yeah. them to know exactly what to do. I've seen not public servants do it, but I've seen private companies do it and they're shocking. It's so oh, cringe. Yeah. It's so cringe. And I'm just there going, oh, guys, like just don't. Like, dude, like, yeah. think of, like, I think, what's a, oh, I can't, it was a law firm and it was, and and the sync was out too, the the sound Aww. sync was out too and I was like, oh, I mean, I've done a sound out sync as well where I don't line up my sound yeah. but I'm just like, oh, for some reason that just makes my skin crawl, I'm like, oh, no, yeah. so, um. But yeah, the ecosystem within the public service as well is just, um, it's hilarious. It's utopia and I love it. It's my, my aunt and uncle who used to work in the public service refused to watch that show. And it's great. Uh,
1: that's great. I have to, I've, I've been meaning to watch Fisk on the ABC as well. Oh, that's which true. It's, yep. Yeah, yep. Yep, 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 yep. And I'm like, um, I know <laughs> of all things, saw a f- video on Facebook about it. And I was just like, I haven't watched that yet. And I'm like, I purport to be this person who loves, you know, Australian-made content. And I've been very terrible at consuming my Australian content. So, I've got to get back to that.
0: I know. I know. I, I, I love it too. So, I need to watch this too. I haven't seen Oh, sorry. I haven't seen it. Um, so, no, I'd be- I'm very keen as well. But yes, I yeah. agree with you. I agree with you. We need to be supporting the media in Australia a bit more.
1: And you work in real estate as well, which seems to be like Australia's a second favorite topic.
0: Oh, literally. Like I'm, I'm just hitting all the points on it. I talk about politics. I, I talk about real estate and I talk about TikTok. So, it's, it's great. Um, yeah, no, I am a real estate agent. I work um, obviously here in Canberra. I work at LJ Hooker. Um, so, I am a sales agent. Um, and people go... Because they assume I'm property management. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not going to say that's gendered. I also do not have the backbone to be a property manager. I do not have the backbone. You need to have this... Intense assurity of yourself and strength, and I I had to do a little bit. I have you have to manage people in sales in terms of like sometimes you have to deal with tenants, and some of the stories that I've had to deal with, I'm like no no not property management no you yeah. are dealing with some of the worst humans in property management. Um, you're just dealing with greedy people in sales sometimes. Um, yeah. So. But most of the time, I'm dealing with um, lovely people. I don't. I haven't had many bad experiences. Uh, but yeah, I, I sell property uh, for around uh, all around Canberra, essentially. And um, yeah, so I'm always on at the dinner party. I'm like, <laughs> I'm always. Oh, how's the real estate game going? Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I guess I'm not <laughs> eating my dinner for an hour.
1: <laughs> it is ridiculous. I don't know where. Like, I I. For context, I live at the bottom of the hill from a ski – you know, fairly big ski resort. Yep. Um, And when I – so, I got the job in, like, early December and I went – came down here and was like, I need to find a place to live and let's find that and then I'll move down, you know, once everything's sorted – uh, and I was here for three days and could not find a place to live. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it's just I think especially in <clears throat> towns that are growing, places like you know your capital cities, for example, but also you know, I, I, you know, towns where where there is large amounts of tourism and local tourism are really you know, are really booming at the moment. And so, they've run out of houses. So, I know the council here is like trying to desperately approve new housing development plans to just build some more housing for people to live in. Yeah. And there's nowhere to rent either.
0: No. Uh, yeah. Canberra has its own migration pattern as well when it comes to, mm. to rentals and stuff. So, we go through um, and our renters are a bit of a mix. It's not just uh, university students or anything like that. It's also majoritively- Public servants and defence. Um, yeah. they Oh, defence as well. Yeah. Yeah, defence massively, and actually, like tenants in the ACT are the most protected in Australia um, for that reason of the demographic of renters we have. Um, so there is all these like sort of rules that con- that protect the tenant no matter what. Um, when when I hear stories about what happens in New South Wales or in Queensland, um, sometimes mm. in Victoria as well, I, I I'm flabbergasted because it it. I call it, call it privilege, call it ignorance, whatever you want, and maybe I should educate myself on that for that reason. But I, I I'm just, how how can you allow that? How can, how does this yeah. happen? Like people having to live in cracked houses or people like I've seen like those funny ones on like they're they're, like it's like a bedroom and a bath in one and you're like how how does that work like how is that legal um so we have the same reactions it's just uh yeah and we all work (laughs) in different ways yeah
1: no it is very fascinating um and being uh, ha- having friends who are still uni students it's very fascinating to chat to them you know one of my friends is renegotiating or fi- trying to find a new place at the moment yeah because they want to up her rent and she's like if you want to up the rent can you fix the hole in the ceiling that hasn't been fixed for the last two years L- living in brisbane where it floods and stuff you know it's just ridiculous
0: canberra is not great either by the way like i'm not saying yeah. canberra is like this no. like the the golden child of renting. It's not, but it's just... Yeah, I I've heard similar situations. Um, we had a we had mold. We had a lot of mold houses there at one stage. Yeah. Um, but here in Canberra as well, if they want to up the rent, they can only do it by ten percent. So jealous. Um, yeah, that's that's another thing. Like listening to people and their landlords are raising the rent by like hundreds of dollars, mm. and I'm just there going, oh no, you can't do that here. Like <laughs> you can only <laughs> if it's the if it's a sim if it's the same person and you want to raise the rent, it can only go up by ten percent of what the rent is at that time Yeah. once they leave you can do it whatever the market says and however much you want but you cannot do it when there's tenants in there and you have to give them eight weeks notice yeah. and you have to um yeah in writing in writing I'm,
1: i've been super lucky to be honest yeah. in my renting experience because my landlords have either been family friends or someone else dealt with the landlord um, <laughs> or my parents owned the house that i lived in oh, for a lovely. little while no but, use um, it use yeah, it very very much like casual um and you know the house wasn't in the greatest condition i will say that but you know knowing that like i could help out and fix the house you know because the landlord also wanted me to fix the house and it wasn't going to be much of a, like, I was going to help my parents fix a house anyway, so, yeah. you know, may as well fix fix the one that my parents own. You yeah, know, absolutely. Um, I think it's it's very fascinating to see, the, you know, from my side and then watch my friends really struggle as well. It feel, makes me feel, as I, I think I said the other day, it's the closest I feel to a Nepo baby because my parents own a house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that. I think we all have nepotism in us, though. That Oh, a like, little bit, yeah. I think, like, uh, but in terms of, oh, wow, okay, we're going to really go on this. Um, Like, if, you're, if you grow up in Canberra, mm. and I'm, I'm just referencing Canberra again, but if you grow up in Canberra and you want to get a job and stuff and your parents might have the in at a particular public servant or su- public service department or something like that, that's a privilege that you might have a door cracked open. It's the same sort of principle um, with the celebrities and stuff is that like they're just using the skills that their parents have used and they're opening doors that some of us, it's like some people try really, I know people that have applied for the grad position like four or five times Mm. and then there's me who got in based on someone I know. I interviewed, I did everything right but and I did through all the checks, I did everything correct but it's who you know. They don't teach you that at school. They try to, but it's who you know.
1: And also, like, school networking is, I don't know, a joke as well. It'd be (laughs) nice if, like, schools were like, no, we recognise that the real world is half nepotism. Let's, you know, I don't know, pull some strings and some weight around and, you know, bring in, you know, this set of people who we know are, you know, I I would make really great connections with, you know, a lot of our students and some of them might go into a job that way. Yeah. Um, Another example for me is, you know, my brother worked at at my father's workplace for a different company, but at my father's workplace. And because he had the same last name and because he was working there, he got into the apprenticeship that he wanted, uh, Kind of based on that, and it wasn't like to me. It's like that's not a hundred percent nepotism because my no. father is the kind of person who's like you. Kind of still, ha- you still have, you to, have work to earn for it.
0: You have to yeah. earn it. Yeah, but
1: but just by his name, there was this assumption that he works a particular way as well. um yeah. which is very fascinating. I think
0: it is. Um, it is, and um, I, I I do think like I I like the fact that your dad was still like yeah. You still have to work for it, and I think there is an element of that. And I think, yeah, like you still have to work for the position that you want or work for the opportunity that you want. But I am of the belief that if you have a network, utilize it. Um, oh yeah. Like, I don't. The reason why I got into real estate was because I had a fantastic network, and and I was and I'm able to help people. Ultimately, that's why I do this job: is that I want to help people. Um, yeah. And I got a lot of help when I was getting my place and stuff. And so, I want to just like – it's like paying it forward. Mm. Uh, we've got, I've gone on a tangent. Sorry, let me bring it back. But, no, no, uh, I feel you. Yeah, uh, it's just – got to be appreciative and understand – as long as you understand the privilege that you are having, if you do get an opportunity based off the people you know, whether that be family or friends, as long as you understand the privilege, you do not take it for granted – yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it, and you work hard still. If you're just if you just assume you deserve that position, that's when I get, that's when I have a problem.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. I'm the eldest of ten children, so I get whoa. to see the whole gambit. Oh yeah, um, whoa.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> um, so I get to see the whole gambit of like I don't know. I've got a 15 year old brother at the moment who I think he assumes that myself and the two brothers between him and I have never really worked for anything. Yeah, right. Um, and it's like. No, I slogged through a three-year degree, yeah. uh, almost believing at the end I would never get a job in the industry I wanted um, to get to where I am now. Mm. You know, your brother moved to the Northern Territory, to Alice Springs for a year, uh, to f- try to figure out what he wanted and didn't want to do.
0: Yeah, that's uh, awesome.
1: And you know, your other brother is just like received n- all n- nothing but questions about his degree because he's doing a degree in physics. And the last time wow. someone in our family did a degree in science, um, they dropped out. So <laughs> um, you got
0: to be pretty sure of yourself to do a degree in physics, though. Like, you got to be like oh. pretty centred and know that that's what your shtick is, like. Physics isn't for. I, I tried. No. I tried to read that book, um, and I think I lost it. I want to buy another copy. It's like the seven important lessons in physics. Oh yeah. And it's like, and it's like, oh, it's only seventy pages long, but it's the longest read I've ever had to do because I'm just Are like, you- I really want to understand this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I, I definitely get it. Like I did <laughs> physics and chemistry in high school, and almost ended up in a science degree, but it was more the fact that I. It is. It is a really, like, you've got to really dedicate yourself to what you plan on doing as well. Um, My big frustration at the moment is that some of my friends are finishing degrees and not having, you don't have to have, like, it or, like, your whole life planned out. But having an idea of where you want to go from, you know, you've got to think a step ahead. It's like driving, right? You can't just look at the car in front of you. No. You've got to look at, you know, one or two cars ahead to kind of anticipate the decision that you're gonna to have to make.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree with that. But I, I didn't I didn't go to university. Um, yeah, I, I went for two weeks, I think, and then I, I got the job opportunity <laughs> at APS yeah. and um I jumped on that instead. Um so yeah look I I don't have a piece of paper. Um but I, I am of the belief, and I'm, as I'm sure your brother who's doing the apprenticeship, yeah. there are so many different ways to get to the goal that you want to do. Oh, but yeah. I, I remember being so lost in that time. Uh, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do and I just saw that like, this opportunity came up and it was a traineeship um, at the Department of Shared Services in payroll. They wanted to try and get – the goal was to try and promote – like more financial services sort of people that can actually help the department. That was the whole point. And it was a traineeship. And to this day, I have never heard of anyone else having the title that I did. I was an APS one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was an APS one. So I, I haven't heard of anyone else in, in the last 10 years have an APS one role, but I was, and it was considered a traineeship. And um, yeah, like, and that set me on the trajectory of where I am now. But did I pr- did I think two cars ahead? Like, you, no, I, it was more just like, well, I just went with my gut. I just went with my gut and just went, okay, this is what I'll do now. And then I was there for a bit, and I just went. I had a fantastic team. Like my mm-hmm. team, they blockaded a lot of the office culture for me that more than I ever anticipated. But they told me they blockaded a lot. But I was like, oh yeah, sure, whatever they did cuz but- then when what i got separated wow yeah
1: i think the other part of it as well is you know if if you want to work somewhere you've got to be you know understand you, you've got to surround yourself by the people you want to you want to be around right you know yeah there's no yeah. way that i would have been continuing with journalism if i didn't work at the radio station 4 Triple Z, you yeah. know. Um, and I've been reflecting on that in the last week and a bit since I left there because it's been very hard for me to leave. It's been quite sad because you know, friends I've made yeah. over three years, but there's you know, you kind of a moving real on from
0: emotional pull to it.
1: Yeah, and I I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about some of my other friends in my degree who are. Fe- I had a conversation with one of them who was feeling quite lost, and it was so fascinating to sit there and go. I don't feel as lost because mm-hmm. I've like I've been able to work with people who have, like, lifted me up. And yeah. so regardless of, you know, yes, I got the piece of paper, kind of felt like I had to get the piece of paper. <laughs> but, um, uh, and to be honest, it was probably a little bit of a con. Um, but um, I, you know, the thing that really kept me doing what I wanted to do was the people. It wasn't Absolutely. The, the piece of paper. Absolutely. Um, Yes, I now have a $30,000 piece of paper, you know, (laughs) lying around in my bedroom, but, you know... (laughs) The, the more important thing for me was the experiences I had along the way. Absolutely, I, it felt more like a train. To be honest, my journalism degree felt more like a traineeship because yeah. I worked in a radio station half the time. But you know, it's everyone's. Yeah, and th- that's the other thing. Uni doesn't have to be completely academic.
0: No, um, and no. I think
1: that that's really important well, too.
0: I still had the uni experience. Like I played for I played netball for the University of Canberra. I play I play AFL for the Australian National University. I still went Mm. to the parties. I still photographed a lot of the parties too. Um, Just because I I just am of the belief that um, I I don't have a piece of paper behind me and I don't have that sort of thing. But I applaud my parents for recognizing that. They sort of recognize that I don't. I'm not the best student. I'm, I'm a good student. I can get by. I can do all those sort of things. Yeah. But I don't thrive off an academic platform. I thrive off doing things. I thrive and off I think- being thrown into it and be like, make it stick, Brianna. I'm like,
1: okay, mm. let's go. Yeah. I think recognizing that through high school is really important as well. There's mm. a lot of friends of mine who didn't recognize that and became completely different, disenfranchised well, it's with the just, uni system. It's
0: ingrained into us, right? Like yeah. it, it's ingrained from high, like high school to uni to uni to job. And then when you don't get into the uni degree you want, which was me, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to RMIT and study photography. Um, so, therefore, I changed trajectories and I went to CIT and I studied photography. Um, so, but it's so ingrained in us, that sort of idea and that pathway yeah. that all of a sudden when we stop and we have autonomy, we're just like, wait, what do we do? Like, Yeah how do we do this like i've been told what to do my entire life i've been told when to study i've been told how to get there i've been told this will help me and then mm. and then you get all that cliche sort of oh but we want experience and you're like geez, I've, but i've done everything right i've yeah. i've done what you've told me to do and yet i'm here and yet you're saying no i don't get it so
1: exactly yeah and i think this is a lot you know this boils down a lot of the frustrations a lot of people have with a lot of things They're like i've done what i'm supposed to do yeah and it didn't work no and i think it's it's so fascinating to watch people get frustrated with that because you really learn a lot about the people you're watching happen or if it's happening to you learn a lot about yourself and go yeah Is this what I want to be doing? A perfect classic example is I'm so used to being told what to do. I had four days in the week before my move where I had so such... I just didn't do anything. Because I looked at the boxes around my room and I didn't do anything. And it was... I rang my mother on like a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, Mum, I haven't done anything in the last four days, and she goes, "Go fucking shopping! Get out of here! Don't you don't come back for another three hours! Go and do something!" And I, it kicked me into gear, to be yeah. honest. But it was it was so fascinating because it does happen, and you you don't realise it from time to time that that you know it has happened to you, and then you look back and you go. Oh shit that's you that's that's that happened to me.
0: Yeah and and to go back to the idea that you're just sort of trudging through like going through the APS um going through the office sort of things it's only now being in real estate have I actually realized I'm doing something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um I I wasn't good at the jobs I did in the APS, I wasn't good at them. And and then that's even l- more taboo to admit that you weren't good at a job. Yeah. <laughs> like to admit that you were not meant for that. Um, it's crazy but like I felt like I went through a degree sort of simulation where it was like I, I did the job, I did the nine to five, I got the money and everyone complains about their job, right? Everyone does. It's completely normal, yeah. completely natural. Um, so, I naturally thought, oh, people are complaining. Yeah, I can complain. I, I don't really enjoy my jobs so, but that's normal. And it wasn't until like I kept making mistakes, mistakes and I wasn't motivated to fix them. And, yeah. and all of a sudden I was just standing there going, is this even what I want to flip and do? Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I have thought that that is what I need to do. I need to get the job. I need to work hard. I need to yeah. not enjoy my life. Like, And it wasn't until I got fired at a different job. I, I worked at, a, at mm. a defense consultancy firm. Um, I, I just went, okay, I've tried this so many times now. Yeah. What, what's different, like do I do I need to move away? And all of a sudden, yes, it was absolutely terrifying because at that time I had a mortgage, I was doing mm. all these things um, and I was just like I, I, the world is my oyster but right now I don't want to eat the oyster. Like I, yeah. I, I am t- petrified because all of a sudden my trajectory went from there to like wide open and I was yeah. just – I was petrified and – I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to do marketing or social media or real estate or anything like that, but then I relied on my network that I had built <laughs> up and I was able to find, like, I was able to find real estate. So, yeah, it's it, it, we all just go through this massive feeling of helplessness that I think is completely normal, but we make it feel like it's not.
1: Yeah, exactly, and you know, to, to kind of tie it back to Canberra as well. Sometimes, you know, it, it does look like the surroundings, is like around, a, there's nothing there, and you know, you kind of you're stuck. It, you, I think this is very much a, a country town thing. You know, you're stuck mm. in the country town that you know you're in.
0: Our farming um, industry is the public service. Like, you, yeah, <laughs> you, you grow up, you go into the public service, you do the public service, and and and, and that's our farming. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's our farming industry. <laughs>
1: And there's nothing stopping you from innovating or changing the way that that happens or or whether you do it at all. Like, yeah. And I think that that, I think it really goes to show that there are, you know, if everyone goes on, you know, Australia, it's not very, you know, there's not a lot going on in Australia. But there really is. And oh, you have the opportunity to, to go and do so much more that... You know, it can't even be thought of. You know, some of the opportunities that I've been offered or I've heard about, I've gone. I just can't believe that that's happening. You know, (laughs) it's it's sometimes it's it's just stepping that what if and going what if you know Canberra isn't shit. What if um, you know I I step beyond the whole. Um, I must be in the public service or I step beyond do I need a degree or, you know, everything. If you, you start breaking down those thoughts, it really kind of becomes very freeing.
0: It is. It is very freeing. And I think what's even more freeing is when you're not part of the public service here in Canberra and, exactly. and you still choose to live here. Yeah. Um, and that's what people find absolutely fascinating about me. <laughs> 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 They're like, but you don't fit the mold. And I'm like, yeah. No, I don't. And happily. Um, I think the thing I love about the camera thing is, yeah, I don't fit the mold. So therefore mm. I'm gonna like it actually allows me then to make my own mold. Yeah. Um so but there is a massive like creatively based it's an underground creative space in Canberra. There are so many creative-like like people, and especially in yeah. the private sector. Like, yeah. the private sector actually has quite a few creative people, and you're like – because everyone thinks you're public service. Yeah. So, it's very interesting. I kind of get to
1: subvert those expectations, and then that's, you know, something interesting on top of everything else. Oh,
0: yeah. It's like it's like we all – at the minute we find out we're another private sector per- person, we're like, hang on, you're private sector? Mm-hmm. They're like, yes. And we're like,
1: wow. <gasps> Well, let's be friends. They become way more attractive. Yeah, let's be
0: friends. <laughs> um, oh yes, the dating side of things. Uh, oh, <sighs> defence, 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 defence. <sighs> Contractor. <laughs> it's having,
1: just- yeah, having family who works in defence um, and who has spent time in Canberra in the last year. Uh, yeah, um, we don't talk about Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast, Bree. It's been so lovely chatting with you. I
0: don't even know what we spoke about now. I've completely
1: forgotten. I was about to say I'm I'm now trying to reflect on like what kind of episode title I'm gonna write. (laughs) I have no idea. This one's gonna be
0: This one was (laughs) just everywhere.
1: Yeah, it went everywhere.
0: Welcome to my brain. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much Wel- it.
1: Welcome to Australia.
0: <laughs> We're welcome to bit of, Australia.
1: Where, where those things outside the car dealerships, the floppy men. Yeah. And the, yeah. yeah. Look
0: welcome at this. To Look at this. Very neurodiverse uh, conversation that's just happened. So, if anyone who is neurodiverse is listening to this, <laughs> they'll get it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They totally will.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And neurotypicals will just be there going, all right.
1: Yeah. Sounds great. But they'll listen to it. They'll zone out. They'll be doing something else, and they'll zone back in and going, where, "What the fuck happened? In <laughs> How this
0: did we get from real estate to talking about police? I don't get this. How did we get from <laughs> the public service to talking about university degrees? How do we? That's actually yeah. probably not as
1: big of a leap. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Oh gosh, where can't you? I'm um, my pretty much my details are all online at this point. Um, so my real, I'll I'll start with my jobs. I'll start with my title, so my boss knows that this can be considered work time. Um, so I work for LJ Hooker Gun Garland. Um, here in Canberra. If you need anything, TikTok wise, I'm Bree One Nine Eight. Um, I am the same for Instagram. I've done that as a deliberate marketing thing. And yeah, it's. That's pretty much me. Um, yeah, I just do funny content. I, I try to at least. Yeah,
1: has there been anything that you've been listening to, playing, or, or um, getting involved with that you wanted to plug?
0: Um, obviously, like my ANU uh, footy team. Um, I I love them to bits. So if you if you they are a really good starter grassroots sort of footy club. You do not have to be playing. You don't know how you don't have to know how to play AFL to to do that. Just head down to the field at ANU South Oval, and um, they'll literally be there for you on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Preseason has started. I have not been. Sorry, guys. And <laughs> um, but honestly, there's that. I I host trivia. On Wednesday nights at the Duxton, I host bingo nights at Young and Frisky in Gungarlin on Thursday nights. And if I'm not doing any of that, then I'm yeah. sleeping.
1: <laughs> Look, and to be honest, if you're not from the Canberra area, just in general, get involved with your local 40 team. Yes. Uh, go and play some trivia. Go play yes. some bingo. Trivia Bring is fantastic for new
0: people anywhere. Trivia oh, yeah. is a great thing to do just anywhere in Australia. If in doubt and cannot make friends, go to a trivia night. You'll you'll be good.
1: Uh, it sounds yeah. Uh, It 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 is – trivia nights are always so fun. And if there's enough alcohol involved, it gets chaotic enough that it's, like, way more fun.
0: I host it on a Wednesday night. Like, we don't get crazy. But if anything, like, it's more entertaining. I think someone said to me, it's like, you are the most entertaining one, but your questions are not great. And I went, well, I don't write the questions, so it's fine. I just host. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job. That's all I need.
1: We did a trivia night once – my my family does it fairly regularly. Yeah, we'll, there's we'll always host, regulars.
0: There's, we, yeah. we we can tell who the regulars are.
1: Um, and the one, the last one, my mother went to. They got drunk enough that I think my mother cheated, um, <laughs> and didn't tell anyone. And then they won. Um,
0: so- <laughs> I have a very I'm I have a very honest system at my trivia. It's not like a super serious one. It's just very much just like we're here for a fun time. Um, I stuff up words. As well, like all the time. I think I said Tarantula once instead of Tarantula. um, And I said Nigeria instead of Niagara. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a fun time for us and like they actually, the crowd actually gets way more into it when they have to correct me. Um, oh and no. they actually, they're waiting for me to be like, what's she gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, your guess is as good as mine guys. Um, <laughs> so no, that, that, that's a really, really fun yeah. time and it gets my extrovert energy out. I sleep like a log every Wednesday night after trivia. I'm like out cold. Yeah. So yeah, it's really, really fun. I really enjoy it. But trivia is a great time. Even if you don't think you have many, like, good friends, just take them down to a trivia yeah. and you'll become, like, yeah. better friends. Yeah, it just
1: exactly. It breaks the ice. You figure, out, you figure out how their brains work as well a little bit, which is yeah.
0: fun. Yeah, all of a sudden they um, know a lot about geography. I was like, how the hell did Dennis know that? All right, Dennis, <laughs> thank you.
1: Cannot be as bad as my best friend in high school, who we're still friends today, will continuously tease me for studying maps. And I mentioned it to him the other day, but he's like, but it's true. I'm like, you're not wrong, but can you please stop teasing me for it?
0: No, you'll, you'll be great at a trivia then.
1: Oh, I love a good map. We always, um,
0: we always say like, which, which one's further south or which one's yeah. further north? And you're like, I don't know. I don't
1: know half the um, answers. No, yeah, and you learn something as well as the host, no, I'm guessing. absolutely no, no. not.
0: It just goes out of my mouth and I don't remember anything. Everyone's like, I'll bring you to my trivia. I was like, I won't help you. Like, I literally oh. look at the questions the, the hours before. Like, yeah, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you can find me at Sam the journalist on Instagram and on TikTok, and Sam on Twitter. Because I'm still there. I'm still scrolling. <laughs> I am Try- not on Twitter. I am not
0: on Twitter. Thankfully, <laughs> it's just
1: uh, I have problems with Twitter, but I also understand <laughs> I think we that all there- have
0: problems with Twitter. <laughs> uh,
1: I also just like don't. I can't like people have tried to convince me to jump on other platforms. I'm like nothing communicates quite the way that we communicate on Twitter. No, and it is. Way addictive. I don't know what Twitter did, but it is so addictive to be on that platform.
0: But that's how I feel about TikTok.
1: Oh yeah, the same too. Like it's just different forms of communication. If I want to read something instead of be watching videos, um, I'm on. I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm watching people fight about I don't know a 16 year old journalist uh, saying he won't vote for the Labour Party. <laughs>
0: funny oh. no i i feel I should get a get leo on to
1: be honest oh yeah you should
0: but i well i kind of get a bit of both then because of the political content i do sometimes yeah. especially the new zealand stuff i've done recently oh the comments i'm just there going oh people are nasty vicious at one point i think i saw a comment about jfk's assassination i was like how did we get here like because <laughs> i get every single notification yeah. and i'm just there going what I don't engage because that'll just help, Mm. that'll just spur them on. And I'm like, no. So then I feel like I have to monitor it, but then I'm like, no, that's a full time job in itself. So I just step back.
1: I did a video um, last night about an Indigenous voice to Parliament, and someone got mad at me. Yes. Um someone got mad at me for it because I said I said it's particularly dumb that some politicians are choosing sides before we even have like the legal recommendations and how is this exactly going to work? Peter um,
0: Dutton does that? Yeah. Who what Peter Dutton? What do you- hang T- on? Tony Mr- Abbott?
1: What? Yeah. Advance Australia, um, Mr. Potato Head. What? <laughs> um, the the other one was, of all things, what spurred it on was this random councillor from the south of Sydney who was talking about how he wasn't voting for it. I'm like,
0: we don't even know what the que- oh do we do we know what the question
1: is? When I think we know what the question is going to be, but the words that are being added to added to the constitution, we have a proposal for them, but that's going through legal testing and right. indigenous testing at the moment, because I've I've worked with the the Uluru Dialogue for a little yeah. while over the last year since it was all yeah. announced. Why and didn't we
0: talk about this? This is way more what I want to be do- – yes, keep going. Yeah,
1: n- no, no. <laughs> anyway, I worked with them for a little while, and so I know that, you know, they're still – like I think they've only really gotten halfway around Australia with, with chatting to lawyers, and I have no idea where the Indigenous testing's at, but I know that that – uh, I know what they've recommended. I think they've got to go back and now convert it into some, you know, white political wording so we can add it to a very white Reconciliation is a white
0: word. Reconciliation yeah. is such a white word. It's, it's, oh. meant, it's meant to make us all feel better. Yeah. I remember listening to some aunties say that. They're like, reconciliation is just your word. And I was like, oh, my God, it is. You're so right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, it was very... Uh, I don't I, – here's the thing and that was the problem with the uh, – was it the 1999 referendum or was it no- – Yeah,
1: 1999, yeah, I think. 1999
0: yeah. um, for um, independence. That was the problem. The question was too ambiguous and no one understood mm. what it meant. So, I'm hoping that – I think – yeah, I think you're right. I, I haven't seen the question in a bit. So, I just hope that – we kind of... I, I don't even know why it's a debate, to be honest, but politics, you got to allow we, the other side. We uh, do
1: have to remember that Pauline Hanson exists. Um, uh, and she will yell true. as she exits the parliament. Um <laughs>
0: I uh, just i i have never oh by the way this is my one point i don't see any politicians in canberra i don't know anyone who they stay in barton and that is it yeah we be do not see them everyone's like oh my god so many politicians i'm like where, where? show me where mm-hmm. i literally there are more politicians in sydney or in melbourne that you will see more consistently than you will see in canberra like no They don't venture out of their hotel rooms if they even get to their hotel rooms because they're usually only here for a couple days.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous and- I wish Parliament sat a bit more so there were actually politicians out and about and seeing, you know, what Cameron no, had to offer. Stay
0: away. I like my oh. I like I, I like my restaurants. <laughs> I like stay away. <laughs> I'm I joking. Once I'm went
1: joking. To, I'm joking. I went once went to a pub and Dick Smith and his friends were oh, Jesus. um there in the pub. Oh. It was in Bursville He'd flown in and we just spent four days crossing the Simpson Desert and so we're all dusty and dirty and, and Dick Smith and his friends are sitting on the other table at the, this very uh. small pub eating dinner and the, the oldest lady in our group turned around and was like I think that's Dick Smith um, see, and then went see and Dick asked one of the before waiters, you see yeah. a
0: politician in Canberra <laughs> yeah. you'll see Dick Smith in the middle of nowhere before yeah. you see a Canberran politician I mean um, we see Katie Gallagher we see David Pocock but they're also senators yeah. in Canberra like that's their yeah, seat <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I was about to say I think I've seen more of our yeah our federal politicians in Brisbane and I don't, I don't see a politics politicians. They, They're they I haven't hide. seen Albo.
0: I haven't seen Albo at all.
1: I would love to meet Albo. I'd love to
0: have a chat <gasps> with him. Yeah. Yeah. And people go, oh, why isn't it? What? Like, we're not hearing much about what's happening in, from the PM. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. He's not yeah. meant to be making headlines every
1: day. <laughs> right, we're yeah. just
0: being conditioned to think that because <laughs> of Mr. The Morrison. fucking
1: 24-hour news cycle anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> um, but I hate no, it. I, yeah. I, um, the Uluru thing, um, the Uluru heart uh, referendum, um, is going to be very interesting to sort of see. And yeah, Mr. Dutton. Uh, yeah, look. It, it, From what <laughs> I've
1: heard, there's internal defections about to happen. As
0: oh well. yes, because yeah. this is all going to be about a personal choice rather than be about a political uh, oh, yeah. a- alliance. Um, so I'm not going to be surprised in that regard. But it's just it's it's simple. It's so it's simple. Just, and yeah. And they're like, oh, it's a third parliament. No, it's not. it's, no, not. it's not. It's not a third parliament. It's just an acknowledgement that they exist, people, and they should it's have the a voice. It's the least we could
1: do, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, it's the
0: bare minimum. They are asking us for the bare
1: minimum. Actually, I think it's worse than the bare minimum yeah. because there's a long list of what the bare minimum looks like and it's it's much they, more demanding. They
0: just <laughs> want a voice. What? <laughs> <laughs> Makes uh, me angry. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel you. Oh, far out. It gets me mad. It gets Um, me mad,
0: but then, like, it's like, how can you have discussions when you're that mad? So, I need to, like, research it a bit more so then I can have the discussions because if I'm having an emotional reaction, I'm not going to help the conversation.
1: I think what would be really great, and this really transitions so nicely, um, is um, Girt by David Hunt. Um, The first book especially really talks about the way that we initially treated the Indigenous people and how that devolved into chaos and stupidity and how divisions within the leadership of colonial new south wales um kind of wrecked any chance of us having a good relationship with yeah. you know the indigenous people no matter how well intentioned each said set- each new governor was you know someone pushed him over the edge some white guys turned around and said no we should just shoot them and yeah you know
0: anyway. they make up three percent of our population and yet make up 65 percent of the incarcerated inmates yeah
1: Uh, and you know, they, it's a similar set of percentages for, uh, health issues, you know, uh, they are, they live in some of the most rural communities in Australia. They keep Australia ticking in terms of, you know, they look after the environment in rural Australia that we aren't bothered to even look at, you know, we should be,
0: we should be learning. Like when we had those fires, like the, the South coast fires, I'm I'm not sure if I'm sure you were aware of it, but yeah, 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 they really affected not only um, the South Coast massively, um, affected all of us um, and, and Canberrans as well. Um, and coming out of that, learning that the Indigenous people said, well, we have practices that can help mm. actually not prevent it, but actually minimise the impact. How are we not taking the learnings of people who have been here for millennia and applying it into our way of life? They have We've, the knowledge. Yeah.
1: We are so European sometimes. Oh, my dad my, my dad comes from Alice Springs. <laughs> yeah. It, my dad comes from Alice Springs and he makes this comment all the time. The way that we talk about weather is so European. Oh, it's just so not European. how the weather works uh, here in Australia. And it's no. the same. Our, our climate is so much more different from the rest of the world. You know, uh, the way that, you know, because we have so many unique species and bits and pieces, the way that they all interact means it's a completely different set of, you know, habitats and we shouldn't, you know, just not burn everything because at one stage you can have n- fires like the South Coast fires, or you know the the Black Friday bushfires, or I think there's a couple of headlines this week reflecting on the massive bushfires that tore through the suburbs of Canberra yeah. a few years ago. You know,
0: uh, that was in 2003. Okay, so yeah. that we're coming up to nearly 30 years 20- of yeah. that. Um, that that was a yeah, I was seven when that happened it was it was hectic duffy oh, yeah. the suburb duffy uh, there you want to talk about a strong resilient suburb in canberra that's duffy <laughs> like they copped it and they copped it again during the south coast ones too because it was coming we could literally see it coming over the top of the mountains and we were like oh wow crap like yeah. um and yeah it was it, it was intense it was very very intense
1: Bushfires. Yeah, well, they do so of, much for the environment, but yeah. hey, they're so devastating.
0: So many South Coast businesses, as well. Man, I just yeah. I, and Canberrans were down there at that time yeah. too. Um, oh, so- and
1: every man and their dog were down from Sydney because Queensland yep. was way too fucking hot. Yep. I was I was in I was in Western Queensland when that yep. all got really bad, and um, I had friends of mine who were supposed to be working in Canberra for a few weeks, and had all their trips cancelled. And then I think a few weeks later you had all that hail as well. Oh,
0: my God, the hail. There are still cars as you drive towards the airport of the hail damage from two years ago. Um, All of our insurance claims have gone up. Now, thank you to the insurance companies. Yeah. Our premiums have gone up. Yay. Um,
1: Awesome.
0: We won't have another hail thing now for like a decade.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone will forget about it and then I'm like, shit, this is a once in a lifetime thing. It happened yeah. ten years ago, guys. Come on.
0: It's the same as snow. Whenever snow happens here in Canberra, where it happened at an AFL match we went to once and it was the funniest thing. Like they're like GWS and I think it was Hawthorne were like running around Monica Oval and all of a sudden it's snowing. And all the Canberrans are like, Keep playing and the like, the guys are like
1: What's going on? <laughs> we are, we only get these games once every now and then. The snow comes more frequently.
0: <laughs> we only get three games a year. People, be on, please. Um, Did you hear
1: that the basketballs considering expanding and doing like a full sets of games in Canberra in terms of like making it a permanent spot? It, it's about
0: bloody time. But also the WN the WNBA is it the NBA. NBA, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I, I don't follow basketball as much as I follow AFL. I just
1: watched a report last night. So.
0: The Capitals, the Canberra Capitals. Yeah. Oh, my God. Go to a Basque. That is a good game. Like, it's not America. It's not like... Yeah. But, but it's high energy. It's great. It's a great day out. Like, it doesn't take that long. Yeah. It's, it's so good. The Canberra Capitals... They are better than the Raiders, than the Brumbies. Okay, I'm not saying that, actually. No, we'll take that out. (laughs) But they are definitely up there. They are definitely up there um, in terms of just, like, entertaining sports. So, when you say, like, the basketball, I'm like, it's already here. What are you talking about? They're here I think I,
1: I don't understand exactly. I don't know. It was very vague because they were talking about Tasmania and how – Tasmania because it doesn't have usually a national team for a lot of sports and they've got two so national teams. Yeah. <laughs> we
0: feel you. Are we feel yeah. you,
1: Tassie. Um, uh and if if you're in Queensland, go and watch the women's rugby. The women's rugby is <gasps> an amazing. It's more fun.
0: Stop. The rugby. The oh, the rugby. It is so good. Rugby oh, yeah. sevens too. Oh, so much more fun, yeah. Oh, a very entertaining game. It's the Big Bash of rugby. It's just like it's quick, it's moving, it's on board, but it is so much more entertaining than Big Bash.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. I went to a Big Bash game this year and was disappointed. As a kid, I loved it, but this was disappointing. I was yeah. very... Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was awesome. Uh, rugby sevens and stuff. We have a great rugby um, Brumbies team. Women's mm. down here as well. Um, Fantastic! They've really led the way in terms of uh, women's rugby here. Um, the Brumbies have um, support them very well. Yeah. So, um, and when we have a university such as University of Canberra that specialise in sport related degrees, yeah. they have so much resources here. It's ridiculous. Um, they oh, have, yeah. but it's it, it's not just like the sport physiologists or the nutritionists or the dietitians. It's also the media, like PR yeah. journalists. Journalism, sport journalism, sports media—they all help them, and it's oh, so yeah. great to see.
1: It's lovely, I, and I, th- I, the one that one of my memories of being in Canberra for that obligatory Canberra trip was going to the AIS and just yeah. watching how amazing it all is. Anyway, yeah. um, thank we you so s- much for coming we on, got on the podcast. On I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep going. We're, we're never going to stop at this we're point. Not, we have to just cut it off at the yeah. cut it off at the knees. Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. You can follow the podcast socials at Content, the letter N, Capable on Instagram and Twitter. You can send a super boring email to us through contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. The art was done by Opia. You can follow them on opia underscore art on Instagram. Opia is spelled O-P-I-A. Feel free to message them about making art for your project. Our music was written, recorded, and edited by Nora Strauss-Riggs. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast.
0: This season on Of The Oldest Gods, we make our way through the maze of Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth, whatever. And we tell you all about the next book in the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. And explain the context as we go along. So, the whole stuck in a maze thing is just a gimmick for this book, right? (laughs) Uh, yeah, sure, Ray. Uh, hey, hey, Charlie, where the fuck are we? Only you can save us
1: from the Labyrinth by listening to our podcast. Help! Content and Capable is a podcast all about answering the question: how do you adult? Don't forget to rate and review it on your favorite podcatcher, and I will see you next Monday for another episode. Dave X Media.